This is the TJ Show. Mind if we talk about bills for a second? I pay my bills every month. I don't want to talk about bills. J-Bo, I'm referring to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then. That's fine. I, I'm glad you're referring to that because uh, bills are stressful. Listen, I grew up in the New York area. I've been around New York sports fans. I lived in Boston for seven years. You could ask yourself, living in New England, who's more passionate than New England fans? But I think I'm convinced now, Buffalo Bills fans are the most passionate fans of any sports team on the planet. What makes you say that? Obviously, for years, they've become notorious for setting up these tables. And they'll like go on the top of their truck and jump off and break the table. Mm-hmm. And then it, I guess it got boring. So they decided they needed to up it, take it to the next level. So they started pouring lighter fluid on the tables and lighting them on fire. And so then they were jumping into burning tables and (laughs) crashing through those. And I saw a video over the weekend where they did this. And no one recommends doing this. This is not safe, especially near cars and stuff. I just think lighting a table on fire, probably not the best idea. There was enough snow on the ground that they they felt it was safe, I guess. I guess that's the science, (laughs) Jabo. Science? So this fan jumps into the flaming table and their pants catch on fire. (laughs) And everyone starts, it looks like they're just beating this person in a frenzy. He should have just rolled around in the snow. He would have been fine. <laughs> J-Bo, have you ever had your pants on fire? No, so because you I'm not jumping talk. on burning tables. Right. You, you don't get to have an opinion. They, <laughs> they did what they could, okay? And they're trying to pat this person out. I'm just like, they've got to do a show on Bill's fans. Is there a show yet? Uh, not that I know of, but I would watch. Think about, you have all that passion, and then the Bill's lose. Yeah. It's like, what? There's story there. You go back out to the parking lot and you do it again. I mean, <laughs> well, and that's what they've been doing. I don't understand it. I'm fascinated. Yeah, I want, I kind of want to like hang out in Buffalo a little more. It's impressive. Well, did you see Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason Kelsey, was hanging out with the Bills fans as they mm-hmm. were jumping onto tables? He was doing shots and partying with them before the game. Well, of course. Who parties like Bills fans? I'm telling you, this is, uh, they deserve some sort of award, even if it's not winning the Super Bowl. But whose side is he on, Jason Kelsey? Your, your brother plays for the Chiefs. Come on, man. Well, I, I thought it was cool that they at least embraced him, like they didn't try to beat him up. Not yeah. that, that that wouldn't be a good idea. You wouldn't want to get... Right, that's a big dude. <laughs> you wouldn't want to get involved with Jason Kelsey in that way. But I guess that partying before the game led to more partying during the game. Did you see after Kelsey scored a touchdown, the camera shot to Jason Kelsey shirtless in the mm-hmm. suite <laughs> right next to Taylor Swift, who I think he just met for the first time in real life. <laughs> and he's partying. He jumped out of the suite into the stands and the Bills fans were like, boo, boo. We don't hate you as much as your brother, but we still hate you. <laughs> <laughs> See, they're funny. But they could do like a comedy segment. I think there's a variety show waiting to happen with the Bills fans. Did you see the hand hearts that Travis Kelsey shot up after that touchdown <laughs> to Taylor? I mean, to his brother, whichever one. It was cute. <laughs> to, to both. And, well, the Bills fans, I mean, they even had a sense of humor. They were offering... Taylor Swift themed food at concession stands. Mm-hmm. They had uh, what was it? Karma quesadilla. Yep, and some kind some, of uh, nacho dish. Nachos, yeah. Gee, yeah. I wonder why they didn't win. Oh, bad blood nachos. Bad or something blood like that. nachos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when your home team is uh, supporting the other team. No, it's all it's all within friends. This is friends. Well, I mean, and trying to get a buck. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, all about the money, Jayba. The Kansas Always. City bus on the way into the stadium you had bills fans pelting the bus with snowballs and then after they lost bills fans were throwing snowballs at chiefs players <laughs> as they were going off the field seems like a fun place to be jay i wanted to get your opinion on something all right what's going on as a woman 
Okay. What's Hold up? Hold on. Let me send this to you. I'm texting you some pictures I saw. I've noticed that after some of these football games happen, mm-hmm. there are memes that hit the internet all over the place. But it's different than the usual memes that we see where maybe someone takes a picture and <laughs> it's a scene from a movie and they somehow relate it to the game or whatever it is. <laughs> there are now people who are generating these AI images that oh. are so good that oh. if they were generated about 20 years ago, you would say, wow, that's a brilliant graphic designer who made those pictures. Some it, of these images make me want to like, barf. Cringeworthy. It's kind of, yeah, it's cringy and it's also a bit offensive. And, and the yeah. reason why I bring this up is, so obviously Taylor Swift is a big centerpiece of discussion around football mm-hmm. games. And it seems to be more talk about Taylor than football. And she doesn't want to be. That's the thing. Right. But, but she is. I I did wonder when I saw these memes pop up how she would feel about this. And this is one that's been flowing around for a few weeks. And it's a picture of the coach of the Chiefs. What's his name? Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid kissing Taylor Swift on the lips, or at least something that looks like Taylor. Now, this is a generated image, right? Well, I think we can come up with a lot of reasons why that's not real. But <laughs> even just looking at it, what's interesting, if you look close... The hands have six fingers, so you know it's like it, it didn't happen for so many reasons. Well, but it didn't happen, right? For the six fingers, right. for the fact that it's just wild to even think of Andy Reid kissing Taylor Swift. Like what? But my first thought was, and maybe I wouldn't always think this way, but maybe now that I have daughters, my mind goes here. How does that make Taylor feel mm. that they can take her and put her into any image mm. against her will or she doesn't want this as far as we can guess, right? No. And, yeah. and it doesn't stop there. As you start to scroll down, you start to see Taylor in all these other scenarios that AI has generated, like, you know, on the more innocent side, her in a Bill's outfit, which mm-hmm. you see that, um, her standing on the sidelines in the snow. Yeah. Her with a plate of wings. That I can believe. But how would you feel, Jabo, if somebody started putting your image, and it looks like you, into maybe somewhat compromising positions or making out with someone who's not your husband or your boyfriend? Yeah, I would feel, me personally, I would feel violated in a sense. Right. Yeah, because you're placing me in a scenario that one isn't true, but also you're, it's kind of causing harm to me mentally in a situation that I was never a part of. But yeah, I'm getting the effects as if I was part of that situation. To me, it's very clearly crossing a boundary. But Mm -hmm. in the comments, I don't see anyone saying like, oh, that's so wrong. No, they're retweeting it. And I get comedy. Like, I totally get that. It just feels like that's a line because it does feel so real. Like, if it was a stick figure or something that was drawn or it was an illustration. But now it's like we're crossing into this new place where everything looks so real and it feels very disturbing to me and then it just opens up that same discussion about like people can't tell the difference between what's fake and what's real unless in this case of course they've got six fingers we know that that's not true right exactly taylor swift and all of these people that you mentioned are public figures and when it comes to media you're pretty much allowed to say or do whatever you want involving a public figure as long as there's no reckless disregard for the truth and i think what you're bringing up the idea of taylor swift kissing andy reed on the lips that is a reckless disregard or, for or the patrick truth. mahomes kissing a ref on the lips right yeah it's all such uncharted territory and yeah. it's happening faster than anyone can keep yeah. up with it and it just struck me by surprise when i saw it it almost feels like it's a universe exploding you know how the yeah. universe just keeps too quick. expanding and exploding like, too quickly how do you keep up with that I happen to be traveling near the Baltimore area this weekend. All right. And I pull over at a gas station, and I'm waiting in line, and a guy gets behind me and goes, Today's the day! The Ravens 
And I said, yeah. <laughs> you had no idea. I don't, I don't know anything about football. No, you don't. You know, but it's Baltimore. Everyone's excited. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, Lamar is going to have a Hall of Fame performance. And I go, yeah, he is. I didn't even know who Lamar was. I was embarrassed. Who is He's Lamar? He's a quarterback. By He's only going to be the NFL MVP probably yeah. by the end so, of the season. I'm in a real discussion. I really feel sportsy. And I, I go, yeah, it's going to be great. I hope they win. And he's like, oh, they will. Were you nervous that you had to add to the conversation? No, you know, people just love to talk. If you just let people talk, they just unload right. about what's going on in there. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, just throw in one of those, tell me yeah. about it. And uh, when I said, I did offend him because I said, I hope they'll win. He said, oh, they're going to do it. And I said, oh, no, yeah, they're going to do it. I hope. And nah. I uh, was very excited that I got involved in a real sports discussion. And it turns out the Ravens did win this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they blew out the Texans. Yeah. Which is cool. And then the 49ers won, which yep. is very exciting. And then you've got the Chiefs in there. So Yay! more Taylor Swift, right? That's all anyone cares about <laughs> the NFL. Right. Now, if the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, does Taylor hop on stage in the middle of the performance? No. Or it doesn't work like that. No, Usher's doing the halftime show. But how great would it no, be? No, Taylor's not going to do no? it. No, okay. She doesn't need it. Taylor has already it. played in all the stadiums. She That's sold them true. out. That's boring She's at done this point. that. Yeah, yes. she's like, halftime show, come on. You're maybe, right. Maybe when she retires. And then the Lions are also in it. So uh, we've got the AFC and the NFC Championships coming up this weekend. And uh, I feel excited. This is the time of year where I actually get excited about football. And I'm very annoying to watch a game with. Because, Jabo, if you and I sit down for a game, I'm going to be asking you a million questions. Because I haven't been caught up, if you know what I mean. Well, I, I, I'm busy. I'm watching the game somewhere else. Somewhere where? Far from you. Where are you going? <laughs> Come on. Now, one thing I want to point out. On Saturday, with the Ravens winning and the 49ers winning... That means the logo prophecy is still good to go. Remember the logo. This is a very strange conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. I think we can call it that. Yeah. About the the final Super Bowl game that they're saying that it's already been determined. What is this theory? So the last three or four seasons, if you look at the specific logo for that Super Bowl, the colors of the logo happen to represent the teams that played in the Super Bowl. So this year's Super Bowl logo is a mix of red and purple. So people have been speculating that that means before the season even happened that the NFL knew the Ravens and 49ers would meet in the Super Bowl. So here's why I think that's ridiculous. Because you would never want fans to think that it was all orchestrated or predetermined. Oh, that would be really, really bad. Because then it would be like wrestling, right? And it's not. that's not what it is. It's never been presented that way. So right there, it's a totally ridiculous theory. I, it's a heck of a coincidence because... Well, it is a coincidence. That's weird. What's fu- it's funny that this is one conspiracy that you don't want to jump on, TJ. <laughs> I mean, and the, the NFL and the whole idea of it being scripted has been joked about for years. Mm-hmm. And the NFL in recent seasons has actually started to embrace the joke. They're not admitting that anything's scripted, yeah. but they're at least playing along with the joke that there's a script to the I mean, NFL. to me, it just doesn't make sense, but there are passionate people who are like, look at this, it's set up. It's like, uh, I, there's a lot of other things that are probably set up in our world that are like, right in our face and people take it for real every day. Well, I guess we'll see when the Super Bowl comes around. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see. Will it be the Ravens and the 49ers? We'll see how it all plays out. Exciting times. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. Yesterday was a big holiday and I'm surprised you didn't wish me a happy Squirrel Appreciation Day, J-Bo. I'm not a huge fan of squirrels. Really? Yeah, they're like rats with bushy tails. I love them. Mm -mm. I am so fascinated by them. And, you know, I have to uh, say I'm quite impressed. Our producer, Kenny, (laughs) is dressed as a squirrel today 
for Squirrel Appreciation Day. Now, you know the holiday was yesterday, right? You're late, bro. I'm, I celebrated yesterday. I'm celebrating today. <laughs> I, I really appreciate turning this into Squirrel Appreciation Week. I appreciate your dedication. See, I guess obviously you appreciate squirrels the way I do. I can just stare at them for hours. Out Look of at my window. nuts. Nice. Yeah, you've got two nuts that you're holding right now. I see you're holding your nuts. And uh, in honor of Squirrel Appreciation Day, I wanted to read some interesting things about squirrels that maybe you didn't know. They are some of the most fascinating creatures on the planet. And did you know, Jabo, that there are 17 different types of squirrels that live in North America? Of 17 the, different types? Yeah, of the 285 squirrel species in the world. I mean, this is, a, this is okay. an animal that's not messing around. All right. It's a huge family, a lot yeah. of cousins. And I also, I didn't know this, but prairie dogs, groundhogs, the woodchucks, chipmunks, all members of the squirrel family. I can see that. The resemblance is there. Totally. I just had no idea. Squirrels can find food buried beneath a foot of snow. Okay. We're on the east side of the United States, and it snowed a few days ago. And I saw the squirrels come out, and I was looking out the window, and I saw them playing and going through the trees. And I thought to myself, where do you guys hide when all the snow falls? Yep. Where do you find food? And that's where they find food. They can find food underneath snow. That's impressive. Yeah, they've got it figured out. And did you know that squirrels may lose 25% of their buried food to thieves? Oh. Fellow squirrels. They steal from each other. Their own cousins stealing from them. Squirrels may pretend to bury a nut to throw off potential thieves. Okay, that's smart. So here we think they're all so innocent and friendly. No, they're stealing from one another. A squirrel's front teeth never stop growing. Did you know that? How do they trim them? Do you know? Well, I would think those nuts are so hard. That they, like, file them down. Yeah, we're constantly gnawing on stuff to okay. file down our teeth. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> more squirrel facts. Squirrels don't dig up all their buried nuts, which results in more trees. So you wonder why there's so many trees around? Blame the squirrels. You're Great. welcome. <laughs> squirrels have been blamed for hundreds of power disruptions across the U.S. in the past 30 years, including... The infamous time the NASDAQ stock market went down in 1987, that was because of squirrels. <laughs> also, All this technology, we're going to be taken down by squirrels. Yeah, 1994, same thing. Flying squirrels don't technically fly, but listen to this, they can glide the length of a soccer field. Mm, that's impressive. I knew that. Even the, try that one. You know, squirrels are like made for TikTok, right? They just don't realize that it's there and don't know how to use it, but they would be the stars of that. Oh, yeah. If they had thumbs and they were able to put a video together, they'd be fine. And then uh, squirrels communicate using complex systems of high-frequency chirps and tail movements. I am so happy that we're learning so much more about squirrels today. How do you feel, Jabo? I feel enlightened. Thank you. And producer Kenny taking it to the next level, dressed as a squirrel today. I'm concerned. I'm concerned for you. (laughs) That's a squirrel. He's communicating, Jabo. Yeah, I, I say keep working on that, Kenny. Jabo, do you know what's wrong with Kenny? <laughs> That's a question we should ask his mom. No, you know what? Actually, I'm going to ask ChatGPT, the AI software, what's wrong with Kenny. There's Be- nothing wrong with me. Well, you're wearing a squirrel outfit. It's a squirrel appreciation day. No, I. <laughs> this is how you're supposed to celebrate. Sometimes uh, AI can give us an interesting answer. I went to ChatGPT. You know, this is the software. It's an AI software, open AI. You could type in any questions, and then it uses all these resources from the internet to give us an answer that's supposed to be well-computed. And shockingly and disturbingly, when we've done this, the advice seems to be pretty spot on. Which is scary. I asked it. My friend Kenny, dressed up as a squirrel on Squirrel Appreciation Day, 
Should I be concerned for him? And it gave me an answer, Jabo. You ready for this? Oh, yes. Hello. It sounds like Kenny had a fun and quirky way of celebrating Squirrel Appreciation Day. Oh, so I guess ChatGPT's on your side. People express themselves in various ways, and sometimes they engage in playful or eccentric activities for enjoyment. It might just be his way of adding some humor and creativity to the celebration. Is that what you're doing? This is pretty serious, actually. Unless there are signs that Kenny's behavior is causing harm to himself or others. Jabo, are you harmed? Well, there's other things he does that causes harm to himself, but this, no, not this. Well, you're getting hit Why in the head. Why did hit me? <laughs> I wanna... my tail. It's got a mind of its own. No, you control that thing. I would pay a large premium to see Jabo beat up Kenny I'm wearing not a squirrel beat him outfit. Up. <laughs> That's so mean. There's likely no need for concern. Okay. If you're still unsure or notice any concerning behavior, you may want to talk to Kenny directly and express your thoughts in a friendly and non-judgmental way. Okay, Kenny, I'm concerned in a non-judgmental way that uh, you're a little too extra. Is that the <laughs> is that the term that we're looking yeah, for? Yeah, super extra, like you're, extra guap. Extra passion is like extra cheese. It's never a bad thing. Oh, until you can't go. Now, I also asked ChatGPT, would squirrels be offended that he's dressed mm. up as a squirrel? Squirrels are not capable of understanding human concepts like dressing up, so they wouldn't be offended or have any emotional response to someone in a squirrel costume. Oh, that's good to know. That's that makes, an insult to squirrels. It makes me feel a little bit better. Kinney's playful celebration is unlikely to have any impact on real squirrels. Oh, good. I was very concerned about that part of this, and now I feel a little better. However, it's always a good idea to appreciate wildlife from a respectful distance to avoid causing any unintended disturbances to their natural behavior. It will be okay, is what I'm gathering here from ChatGPT. I wonder if Kenny goes outside and the squirrels will, like start gravitating towards him. I would love that. Do you know, if you gain a squirrel's trust. They will crawl on you. And I've seen this happen. Uh, somebody I used to work with went out to Boston Common, which is like a famous place for squirrels. And this thing crawled right up his leg. Mm -mm. It was amazing. Nope. So Pass. they're wonderful. And there was a time where many people had squirrels as pets and it was totally normal. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I'm still not a fan of squirrels. I'm a fan of Kenny, just not squirrels. <laughs> I'm waiting for a resurgence. I want squirrels <laughs> to be as popular as cats. Kenny, thank you for celebrating. Yeah. This is the TJ Show. Somehow I managed to find myself following Benjamin Franklin's house <laughs> in London. Yeah, he lived in London. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, they started following us because we were talking about Benjamin Franklin, and then I followed their account, and they posted something that was so fascinating to me. Apparently, in Benjamin Franklin's list of inventions, he invented this instrument called the glass harmonica. Do you know what that is? It sounds like harmonica, right. but it's not? It's this little spinning wheel. And it's got a bunch of glass rims on it, and the musician has to wet their fingers to play it. And if you've ever taken, maybe while you're like doing dishes or something, if you've ever kind of gone around the edge, mm -hmm. you hear that. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. And this instrument does it. Well, they had to outlaw the instrument because there were very few that were made, but people were starting to go mad. Yes, I have heard of this. I just didn't know it was called that. But I remember there was an instrument that made people go crazy. It made people go crazy. Yes. And they started dying yes. from playing the instrument. And so people assumed it was the tones that were being made. Mm -hmm. But now looking back on it, the, yeah, it wasn't the, mm -hmm. don't worry, you're not in danger hearing mm -hmm. that from Jabo. It turns out mm -hmm. it was that the glass had lead in it. 
So people oh. were dying from lead poisoning. Oh my gosh. And they didn't they didn't make the connection all those years ago. And I was really interested to hear that. And so now there are people who know how to play that instrument. And if you search for it on TikTok and Instagram, mm-hmm. you see there are musicians who actually know how to make this really beautiful sound with and it. And they're not dropping dead. No. Yay! They're just they're playing it, having a great time. I thought that was uh funny that Benjamin Franklin was the inventor of that. I had no idea. And that same account uh, posted today for Squirrel Appreciation Day, Ben Franklin apparently had pet squirrels. Yeah. We're learning so much about this guy. Now, well, do I look silly with this costume on, TJ? Kenny is wearing oh, no, a... Oh, you still look silly. <laughs> oh. He's wearing a squirrel outfit, which you're going to be able to see, by the way, on our Instagram, at TJ Podcast. You can follow us there. See Squirrel, see squirrel Kenny. <laughs> All, all dressed up yesterday was Squirrel Appreciation Day, but we couldn't miss it, so we're celebrating today. And yeah, it turns out a lot of people had pet squirrels way back in the day. We got to bring that trend back. They're Mm-mm. so cool. No, let's not do that. <laughs> this is the TJ Show. Thanks for being here. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? It's only the third professional golf tournament of the 2024 PGA season, and history has already been made with Nick Dunlap, a 20-year-old sophomore from the University of Alabama, winning the American Express tournament in La Quinta, California yesterday. He's the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour in 33 years since a young Phil Mickelson did it in 1991. Good for him. Congratulations. Yeah, that's tremendous accomplishment. Dunlop, isn't that like a golf ball? It sounds like a golf ball. <laughs> I think that there is a golf brand. I feel like Dunlop. I've heard his yeah. name before. I'm like, I feel like I've heard this kid's name, man. Even if he's going to be named after a golf brand. Not only is this, you know, a first time in 33-year accomplishments, but he's only the eighth ever amateur to accomplish this feat and the youngest to do it since 1910. He finished with a score of 29 under par. So does he win anything for all these amazing things he's accomplished? So because he has amateur status, he cannot accept the $1.5 million prize for winning first place. Oh, no. I would be rioting. Have they asked him if he wants it? Well, I think that's (laughs) the idea. When you enter a tournament as an amateur, especially an amateur who plays for a college golf team, which he does at the University of Alabama, you're not allowed to accept the prize money. Wow. By the way. Set the grass on fire. I just looked up. So it's Dunlop. Golf balls. Yeah, he's done lap. He's done lap. Okay. Man, that's so close. Right. <laughs> so what he can do with this victory is if he decides to go pro, he has automatic entry into the Masters, the PGA Championship, and the Players Championship. And he'll receive a two-year exemption onto the PGA Tour. So he's got an interesting mm. choice to make in the next couple of weeks. They can't just hold the $1.5 million for later? Yeah, that's not you know how, how it works, when he decides up. to go pro? I agree with you. Or at least maybe put it towards his scholarship or, or, right. or something. I don't know. Kenny... What else do you have? Now, I've heard from several people who say that the Coca-Cola tastes better at McDonald's. And I personally believe this to be true myself as someone who goes to McDonald's from time to time. What is the theory? I've heard several theories. Uh, one, including the straw at McDonald's uh. is wider. <laughs> well, there's something pro-straw. You don't see that every day. <laughs> but McDonald's actually answered these questions. US- USA Today did a whole article on this. And McDonald's says that they clean out their soda fountains with filtered water, which they say help ensures that only the most high-quality version of the fountain beverage is served throughout the dispensers nationwide. Look at that. They also say that the filtered water and the Coca-Cola syrup that they use are pre-chilled before they enter the fountain Mm. dispenser. They also use a little extra syrup so that when ice is added to the drink, it allows for the perfect ratio of syrup to frozen water. 
It sounds like a lot of work to keep everything clean, and they just know that most other places are not going to go through all that. So good for them. They perform science to make sure the soda tastes great, but they can't seem to get the ice cream machine to always be working. I don't understand <laughs> that. A, a whole so, other thing. Long-standing controversy, now, Jibo. The other big thing is the New York Times previously reported that McDonald's gets their soda syrup delivered in stainless steel tanks. Most other restaurants get the syrup delivered in plastic bags. Mm. And this goes back to a relationship that Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, had with Coca-Cola to allow for this special arrangement. So the stainless steel tanks keep everything fresher longer. It prevents it from being affected from outside air temperatures or or anything like that. So those are the reasons why they say McDonald's Coca-Cola tastes better. In my opinion, I think the best Coca-Cola is you go into your grocery store, little sets of four made in Mexico. That is the best Coca-Cola. They come in glass bottles? Yeah, I've ever had in my life. If you want to test it, I'm telling you, this will blow your mind. I drink it, and I don't drink any soda. Because it's real sugar. It's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? Back in 2005, the iconic ruby red slippers that Judy Garland wore as Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz were stolen. And until recently, the true story was a mystery. CBS, yeah. Yes, that's right. It, it was like, who stole the slippers? And then where did they go? So CBS News is now reporting how an aging reformed mobster has admitted the theft. His name was Terry John Martin, and he referred to this heist as his one last score. He hadn't committed a crime for 10 years prior to the slippers, and he believed the shoes were, be- were bedazzled with real jewels. So he relapsed. I feel you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he thought that there were real jewels on the slipper, and that's why they were insured for $1 million. They're not real jewels. They're not real jewels, but they're still worth a lot of money because Ugh. of their historical If value. you look at the photo of the slippers, they look like sequins. That's uh, probably a, a miss in the mob business, right? Well, I, they were still worth a lot of money. So the shoes were stolen in 2005 and recovered in 2018 when someone else tried to claim a reward on them. So I guess they went to authorities said, I know who has them. I can help you get them back. Man, that was his cousin, too. His cousin was like, I'm going to rat you off for that million dollars. I mean, I'm so just kidding. He ratted know. him out? No, I'm not saying it was his cousin. I'm but saying, somebody ratted somebody him out. Somebody did. Somebody that knew him. Well, Martin wasn't arrested at that time. He was only arrested late last year in October, and that's when he came clean about the fact that it was him that stole the slippers that are now reportedly worth $3.5 million. Oh, they've gone up in value. Yeah. Somebody's got to call Martin Scorsese for this one. I mean, come on, this is a movie waiting to be made. It could be. Hopefully it's better than The Wizard of Oz. I <laughs> I know that's not a popular opinion, but I, I don't no. think I've seen that movie all the way through. I've fallen asleep every time I've turned it on. I'm with you. I'm so creeped out by that movie even today. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it, and I won't watch it with my kids. It's just like there's a lot of scary images mm-hmm. in it that just make me feel weird. And it's boring. <laughs> Kenny, what else do you have? With her 1,000... 203rd career victory on Sunday, the University of Stanford women's basketball coach Tara Vanderveer passed Duke's Mike Krzyzewski to become the winningest basketball coach of all time in NCAA history. Hey, congratulations to her. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Vanderveer got the victory yesterday in Stanford's win over Oregon State. This is her 38th season with Stanford and her 45th season overall. Coach K set the record during his 45th season of coaching. So happy to hear that. And she's still going. And and I love this quote. In a recent interview with the New York Times, she said, For a winning team, hire right. As my dad said, you can't win the Kentucky Derby on a donkey. And not just (laughs) players, but staff. Be sure they're competent and do more than just compliment you. (laughs) Great. Well, congratulations to her and many more games. 
let's really crush the record. Yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? There's an interesting landmark in the north side of Chicago. Residents affectionately call it the rat hole. It's literally an indentation in the pavement of a sidewalk that's shaped like a rat with claws, tails, and all. Hmm. However, late last week, it appears someone tried to fill in the rat hole with some kind of white plaster-type substance, and the locals were not happy about this. They were proud of their rat hole. Huh. Yeah, we're in a weird time where people want things to be all messed up, like potholes. But we're also in a time where it seems like filling in potholes without the town's permission is a new trend. I guess so. Well, this is a rat hole. Well, it's actually uh, residents who've lived there for the last, like, what, two decades? They said the... Imprint was made by a squirrel, which proves my point that squirrels are just rats with bushy tails. Mm. Excuse you, J-Bo. So. Kenny is dressed as a squirrel right now because yesterday was Squirrel Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. They're just rats. It's a very strange day around here. But uh, J-Bo sees them as rats, and I like rats. <laughs> I don't I mean, like rats. These critters are wonderful. They're all just trying to do their critter thing. Well, I will say the neighbors around the rat hole took it upon themselves to restore it. They used brushes and water and scrubbed it back <laughs> to its original state. <laughs> so the rat hole is back. This is how we know the planet's in trouble. Someone fixes a pothole and and now you got people digging it up again. It's like squirrels. Well, this what? little rat hole is not messing up ties or anything like that, so they don't care. Oh. They also have like a little plaque next to it. People go and, and like <laughs> bring flowers to the area and so, other things. It's a funny little area that the people of the neighborhood have come to embrace. So people are not driving over it. No, no, it's on the sidewalk. Got it. Okay. So bikers, beware. <laughs> yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? TJ, are you at all fascinated with World War II history? Yeah, how could you not be? Well, a set of false teeth worn by World War II-era British Prime Minister Winston Churchill are hitting the auction block next month. They are expected to sell for 8,000 pounds or 10,000 U.S. dollars. That sounds lower than you'd expect for Winston Churchill's fake teeth. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pass either way. Yeah, I don't want it either way. Yeah. Churchill was said to have several sets of upper dentures that were specifically constructed to maintain his natural lisp. And they were mounted on gold, according to the auction company that's putting these on the block in February. If you got them, would you put them in your mouth, Jabo? No, that is disgusting. I'm just curious. Any would other... you? No, I would not. Now, anything else they're auctioning off? Usually with these auctions, they have a bunch of different items. Yeah, they're also auctioning off the microphone that he gave his famous victory in Europe Day speech on May 5th, 1945. That's expected to get around the same as the teeth, 8,000 pounds or 10,000 US dollars. And a 1941 autograph book that was filled with signatures of Royal Air Force pilots. And that one is expected to sell for 20,000 pounds or 25,000 US dollars. That is a great idea, having an autograph book. I, I haven't thought about that in my adult life. I would love to have an autograph book. Not that book. By but who? I'm, no, just a fresh notebook. And like, I'll start it maybe with you guys. Would you sign my autograph book? It's, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great idea. That's what you want. I mean, I mean, I remember having autograph oh. books when I was like eight years old going to Disney World. Can I give you one more quick note about Winston Churchill's teeth? Yes. Sure. The designer of the teeth, his son, said that his father would always tell him you could tell how the war was going from the distance Winston hurled his teeth. So they were apparently prone to breaking, especially when Churchill got angry. So if the war wasn't going well, he'd take his teeth out and chuck them across the room. Oh, good fact to know. So, yeah, I thought that was Because he had money to throw around like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are expensive. Were yeah. they expensive back then? Yeah, they were, well, they were mounted on gold. gold. Like, yeah, come on. It's- no joke. Kenny, what else do you have? 
North America is the number one place when it comes to Bigfoot sightings. And this new study is suggesting a strong correlation between Bigfoot sightings and the local black bear population. Oh, gee. Well, look at that. Could it be possible that people are spotting these, quote, Bigfoots and they're actually black bears that kind of look like big standing up creatures with a lot of hair? Well, that's, I think, exactly is what's being suggested. For every 1,000 bears in the area, the frequency of Bigfoot sightings goes up by about 4%, according to these numbers. Who has time to do this research? <laughs> You're bored. Do something else. Got to remember, despite being called black bears, they come in a wide range of colors, and they're very big, and they often like to stand on their hind legs. So I could see where a mistake would happen. And also, bears are hilarious. Have you seen the videos on Instagram? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's that one bear that jumps into the pool, gets out, does it again. Yep. I mean, they're, they're funny. They're in the business of making each other laugh. The one that broke into the house and took a lasagna out of the freezer yes. and then climbed out they of the house through the window. <laughs> and did all this damage on the yep. way out. It's, I mean, this is an animal that likes to have fun. It of does. course they would pretend to be Bigfoot. <laughs> Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 